All right, well, it's been an ooh morning, I trust, for you. And, uh, oops, there we go. What a morning. And uh, praise the Lord for what's taken place here. Um, Richard Trushan, who was uh, one of the last that was up, if you can't remember the names, but uh, when God saved him and he talked about radical salvation, which it was, and uh, folks, he's, uh, he taught the men's Bible study here yesterday, been teaching, uh, filling in, teaching adult Bible studies, and he wants to be a preacher. And I said amen to that. And uh, we keep praying for him, keep working with him. And there's five other, five other men in this church that also are preachers. That's, it's amazing. You know, God keeps bringing uh, folks here that want to serve him and love him. And I, I'm just such a, I can't be more happy today. It's a, it's a huge day. And I'm thankful. I, I, I don't fret a lot, and I shouldn't, right? And it's like, man, you know, if those testimonies go long, I'm not even going to get a chance to preach today. And, and, it, and God worked it out. The, the testimonies were absolutely wonderful, every single one. So uh, all nine of you that gave your testimonies this morning, God bless you. You did a great job. I hope you go home and, and celebrate what, uh, what took place here this morning uh, through baptisms and your membership. And uh, I couldn't be a happier pastor this morning. It's just wonderful. What also excites me, uh, we're going to, and we've got a lot of visitors here this morning, and I know most of you are here for uh, folks that have gotten baptized. A few of you just came, and God bless you. It's an unusual Sunday morning. So I'm going to hit uh, in a, about a 10 to 15 minutes here. I'm not going to go real long. I say that every Sunday, but I promise I'm going to be, I don't uh, want to break what I said and, and go too long this morning. I'm going to give a very simple message. And folks, for nine different people, you've heard how Jesus Christ literally changed their lives. These aren't stage testimonies. We don't tell them what to say. These are individuals that even most of them, as young as they were, the Lord Jesus touched their hearts when they were young. Some, like Richard, uh, being a, a bit older when, when they finally came to faith in Christ. But isn't it amazing? And we had, what, a want of words this morning. Do you see, folks, the importance of getting the Word of God to the young folks? Isn't it much better that a, a young person at three, four, five years old comes to Christ and doesn't have to live through the things that some of those that got saved in later years and the, and the destructive things they went through? Isn't it better to come to Christ when you're young than have to go through the hard times? And I'd say amen to that, right? So we're going to look this morning, and if you're five years old here, two years old, or 92 years old, we're going to go through some very basic things this morning. It's a very basic message. I normally like to preach a little bit more depthy, but because of this particular day, we need to go back to the basics. So we're going to go back to the basics, and just a couple of quick questions for you to get you thinking along these lines. What does the Bible say regarding becoming a part of his family? How do you become a part of God's family? Do you have to be baptized to go to heaven? For some of you, you saw something very unusual. For those watching on the internet this morning, you saw something unusual. You saw an adult individual coming uh, for baptism. You saw two boys, not infants, but boys getting baptized this morning. And to some people, it's like, that's different. Why did they do that? So we're going to show you from the Word of God why we did it this morning. Do you have to join a church to go to heaven? 
I don't know. Let's take a look and see what the Word of God says this morning. And finally, why did God institute the local church? In other words, this is a local church. Union Grove Baptist Church is a local church. And why did God put the church into being, if you will? So this morning, very quickly, we're going to look at three biblical aspects of becoming part of God's family. Now, for folks that are normal attenders here, we're going to go to a verse, two verses, that we've gone through probably several dozen times already. We're going to start with that, and then we'll develop into the baptism idea, and then about the local church and its importance this morning. So first thing we want to look at is entering God's family by receiving Jesus as your Savior. And folks, I, I, I've got to go there this morning because uh, uh, many folks has come, have come to see these nine people this morning, specifically the three got, that got baptized. I know multiple visitors are here for them, and God bless you. Thank you for being here. And what took place? How can a little child of three or four years old make a decision to trust Christ? Do they have that capability? Well, you heard multiple individuals this morning that the gospel is so simple that even a young child is able to understand it. And what we see in Ephesians chapter 2, those, those verses that we want to center on for a few moments, says this, it says, For by grace you have been saved. Grace is a free unmerited gift. And we're going to go through the words in this very quickly. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any person, man, woman, child, should boast. Let's pray. Father, I pray in these next few moments that you'll speak to hearts. Father, there may be someone here this morning, maybe more than one person, who's never trusted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. They're not 100% sure if they died, they go to heaven. Father, I pray that before they leave here today, that they might make that decision to take Jesus Christ at his word, at his free gift, and receive it this morning. And then, Father, for uh, those who may have uh, uh, received Christ but not been baptized, uh, might they be encouraged to do so this morning? And then, Father, for those that are uh, considering becoming part of a local church. Father, I pray that as we quickly go through that concept this morning, that you'd speak to hearts, encourage us, motivate us, revive the saved, and save the lost. In Jesus' name, amen. For by grace are you saved. So if you uh, take a quick look, what does the word grace mean? It simply means a free, unmerited gift. It's nothing you can uh, buy. It's nothing you can earn. There's nothing you can do. It is a free gift absolutely free no strings attached for by grace you have been saved now those are christian words and sometimes our christian lingo uh, especially those of us that have been saved for a while we come up to somebody and ask them something like this are you saved and they're like what are you talking about am i saved i have no idea what that word means from a christian perspective it's foreign language to them well what it simply means it means saved what are you saved from if you've trusted jesus christ well, you're saved from the penalty of sin. You're saved from your sins. You're saved from the, uh, as was said by a couple of the folks this morning, you're saved from having to go to hell and experience eternal life separated from God in an awful place called hell. You say, whoa, wait a minute. You use that word in this church? I thought that's politically incorrect. You can't talk about hell in church. Well, God, help us if we don't talk about it in church. Folks, there is a real hell. There's a place, Revelation 21.8, which Richard quoted, that, said, that goes through a list of and, and then it goes and says this. 
And he picked up on the last sin, which is, And all liars shall have their part in the lake, which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Two deaths. Physical death when you die. And I'm pointing down there because that's usually where our caskets are. You die physically. If you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you are lost in your sin. You deserve the eternal penalty of the lake of fire. Folks, that's what Union Grove Baptist Church is doing every single day, is trying to pull people out of the fire. Folks, we don't want anyone going to hell. We're out there, we're hitting the streets, we're doing the internet, we're doing whatever we possibly can to tell people the greatest news ever given to man. Do you want to be saved from your sin and saved from the penalty of hell? Then you need to come to Jesus Christ by faith. You say, wait a minute, I've been told all my life that I have to work in order to get to heaven. I have to be the best I can. I have to be baptized. I have to take the Lord's Supper. I have to be uh, uh, kind to other people. And the Bible says, not at all. It's by faith and faith alone. Folks, just like you hear the showers right now, showers of blessing. Folks, we're going to rain down some showers of blessing because there's some folks here right now that you need a shower of blessing this morning. You say, what do you mean? I mean, you're lost in your sin right now. If you're to die right now, you know. I don't know who you are, but you know in your heart that if you died right now, you would die and go to an awful place called hell because you're not sure you're saved. We need to get saved. By how? Through faith, by trusting in Jesus Christ. It's nothing we do. It is what? It is a gift. If I handed you a Bible this morning and said, here, it's yours. It's a gift. How do you accept the gift? You reach out, you grab it, and you take it in. You receive the free gift by faith. You don't pay for it. You don't earn it. It's simply by faith you receive that free gift. Once again, he stresses it. And folks, why do we stress this? Why do we keep going to these verses? Because the Bible makes it so clear we're not saved by anything we do. Amen? Folks, you can come to church till you're 92 years old from the day you're born. If you never trust Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and you are trying to work your way to heaven, I hate to tell you, it's a horrible ending. But if you walk in here today, the worst sinner on earth, and you walked in today, God says if you'll fall on your face, repent of those sins, realizing that you're lost, that you're hopeless, that there's no help for you, you can be saved today because I love you. That's what Jesus said. Isn't that wonderful? Folks, Jesus loves you. You come just as you are. It's not a works. You can't earn it. Galatians chapter 2 says, knowing that a man or woman is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus that we might be justified by what? Faith. Folks, I didn't write this. This is God's word. You say, well, don't you have to do all these different things and take catechism and take membership classes and get baptized and be a good person? What does that amount to, folks? Is that works or faith? Works. Let me invite you as tenderly and as lovingly as I can. Have you ever trusted Jesus as your personal Savior? You heard nine people this morning, from little young ones to adults, tell about at a certain point in time 
they said yes to Jesus. All of a sudden it clicked, like I'm hoping it's clicking here this morning with some. And all of a sudden it clicked that I'm lost, I'm hopeless. Yes, I'm, I thought maybe 80%. Folks, his testimony, he made it very clear he wasn't an angel. And even a guy who wasn't an angel and knew it said, well, I think I'm 80% good. I'm on the good side. I think I'm going to get to heaven. Huh. He's laughing now because he knows, man, it was like 2%. <laughs> Why? Because, folks, my wife and I, like to, we came up with this little thing, I forget where, self-assessments are always flattering. Hmm. We always think much better of ourselves than we should. And it's no different with somebody who's sitting here right this moment. You're lost in your sins, and you're like, well, I'm better than most. You might be better than most. Might be. But what does God care about it? Not a thing. Have you ever asked Jesus Christ in your heart? Have you ever accepted him as your personal Savior? We'll come back to that at the end. Well, what about the second thing? God, we will examine again God's family and believers' baptism. We, I talked very briefly about it when, before I started the baptism. Let me just very quickly, and I can't spend long on this, but uh, let's look at, uh, in fact, I'm going to skip, well, let's look at Philip real quick. Philip opened his mouth and began at this scripture. He's going to be preaching to a guy uh, called the Ethiopian eunuch, and he's going to tell him about Jesus. Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Philip said, and here's the operative statement, if you believe, by the way, how do you talk to an infant baby? This is an adult individual that's being talked to. What hinders me from being baptized? And Philip said this, if you believe with all your heart, faith comes first, then believers' baptism. Baptism, those folks that went in the tank this morning, you know what it did for them? From a salvation standpoint, nothing. What did it do? Well, let's find out. Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he's like, I want to be baptized. I want to prove to you and others that I've trusted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. And he brought them out and said, sirs, well, here's another one, Philippian jailer. Sirs, uh, there's a horrible thing. Paul is in prison. All of a sudden, God opens up the, the prison. Paul starts to leave. The, the, the prison guard says, wait, stop. I'm, and he's getting ready to kill himself because he knew the bosses were going to kill him if he didn't kill himself if those prisoners escaped. And, he's, and, and, and Paul tells him, listen, stop, don't harm yourself. And the Philippian jailer says this, realizing who the apostle Paul is. If you read the whole story, they were saying, they were praising God. He's like, these guys are different. And he calls out to them and, he, and, they, and, and, and says, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Saved from what? Saved from sin, saved from hell, saved from condemnation. And the apostle Paul tells this jailer, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Faith comes first. And you will be what? Saved. Saved from your sins. Saved from the penalty of hell. You and your household. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all his family were baptized. Why did he baptize their whole family? Because well, Paul was there. Paul's a preacher. He led those folks to Christ and they all got baptized. Then Crispus, another uh, quick story. Then Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed 
What did he do? Believed on the Lord with all his household. Every single person in this gentleman's home comes and places their faith in Christ, along with many of the Corinthians, hearing, believed, and were what? Baptized. They were, they were saved first. They trusted in Christ. They took him as their personal Savior, and then they entered the waters of baptism. Folks, you know why those folks got baptized this morning? For you. You say, what? Yeah, they did it for you. You say, well, why? If you're here this morning, every single one of you now knows Ethan, you know Cole, you know Tom. You're like, yeah. Those guys got up there and said they trusted Jesus. And that big old preacher took them and dumped them under. Why? Because they want you to know they've trusted Christ. Folks, I don't know how many people are watching on the internet today. That'll be out there for eternity. A lot of people are going to see that baptism. And they're telling every single person, I've trusted Jesus Christ. Well, finally, what about God's family in the local church? Why be part of a local church? God has designed the local church. Here's four quick things that we do at the local church. First, education. I'm going to give you four E words here. Preach the word, he tells the, the pastors, the preachers, the teachers. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. Folks, every single Sunday we get up here, either myself or someone else, we're going to open up the Word of God, we're going to teach and preach the Word of God. Not just going to tell stories, we're not going to tell anecdotes, we're going to see what's in the Word of God. Preach the Word, nothing else. Be ready in season, out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort, with all long-suffering and teaching, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Oh boy. I've got people talking to me virtually every day, many from this church, about what's taking place in America right now. Folks, we are in a turning point like never before. I never saw that, and I've been saying this for multiple weeks now, I never saw, thought I would see things in my lifetime like we're seeing happening right this moment in America. We are under attack, the Christian church is under attack, and folks, it's not going to get better before it gets worse. I can almost guarantee that. Remember 2 Timothy, and that's why I also encourage you to come to Sunday night services because I do speak on prophetic word most Sunday nights right now. 2 Timothy chapter 3 says this, Warning, perilous times will come, Christian. If you watch the news, do you think we're in kind of like perilous times? Folks, we just touching the iceberg. We need each other. That's part of what God's families does. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. And folks, we're about there. And let us consider, what about edification? We need education as God's children. We need to be edified according to the Lord. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. Folks, there's coming a day when Jesus Christ is coming back in those clouds. He's going to take us out of here. Everybody who's a regular attender here, I've said this over and over again, but I'm going to say it for the folks that are visiting today. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 says this. It talks about Jesus coming in the air to take his people home at the, what's known as the rapture of the church. Let me recite it. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, 
with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ, Christians shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain, should it happen in our generation, shall be caught up together with them in the air, not on the earth, in the air, in the clouds, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Folks, Jesus Christ is coming back to take us out of here. And folks, it said, when uh, uh, don't forsake the assembly of ourselves together. Folks, the day is approaching. The things that God talked about that are coming prophetically, we're starting to see the stages of Bible prophecy coming to fruition as I'm speaking today. Don't forsake the assembling together, folks. We need each other. We need the team. We need God's people to stay strong. Don't forsake the assembling. We need edification. Two more things. Uh, how about for as we have many members in one body, talking about the body of Christ, not the local church now, but all the members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Folks, that's why we need each other. God's called us. Exaltation. How do we praise the Lord, in other words? Almost done. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation. In other words, debauchery, doing horrible things. But be filled with the Spirit. Folks, we need to be filled with the Spirit here at Union Grove Baptist Church. What's one of the ways we do that? How do we get the Spirit living through us? Speaking to one another in what? Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Oh, you mean I can be filled with the Spirit? One of the things, what do we need to do? We need to have good exaltation, good time of praise, good time of music. There's a sweet sweet spirit in this place and i know that it's the spirit of the lord there are sweet expressions on each face why because when we're filled with the power of the holy spirit and we're walking with god folks you know where i come to see you folks to get encouraged from right here i can go to churches around the country which i've done I've gone overseas and preached. And as soon as I walk into a church where folks know Jesus, I may have never met him before, but there's a sweet, sweet spirit in the place. Why? Because the spirit of the Lord is there. Well, finally, we need evangelism. And we'll end with this. What's evangelism? It's making sure these kids know Jesus Christ is their personal Savior. We can't force them to get saved, by the way. It's a personal decision. Can't do it. I cannot get saved for anyone else. I cannot force a single person to trust Christ. Paul says one person plants, one person water, but it's the Holy Spirit that brings forth the fruit. You say, Brother Rich, are you a soul winner? Well, I'm a soul planter and I'm a soul water. God's got to do the winning. <laughs> Amen. I cannot make a person trust Christ. Oh, I can do a good sales call and I can make them pray a prayer and I can make them do certain things, but that's salesmanship. Folks, we don't want salesmanship at Union Grove Baptist Church. We want the Holy Spirit's power touching lives, changing lives, and that's when it's for real. Amen? Amen. Folks, that's what it's all about. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As God, we're pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Christian, this is a day. <laughs> it's a great day. I've had, my, I, I've, I've had a time this morning. I've enjoyed the testimony. I've enjoyed it. Why? 
because people were doing the work of ambassadors. People been out there. People were in Awana. People were at home. Moms and dads telling their children about Jesus Christ. Folks that were invited to church and I've been able to talk to them. That's all part of the plan. God's plan to be ambassadors for Christ. Folks, I want to encourage you. I love you. This is the church that God's love is building. Just take a look around. You think we're growing a little bit, folks? We are. Why? Because you're out there doing God's work. And the more you tell folks, the more you invite them, the more you stand for Christ, you know how the more excited you're going to get. Because new babies will be coming here. You say, what do you mean new babies? I mean new folks that have just trusted Christ, whether they're five years old or 50 years old or 100 years old. Folks, the more folks that come here, the more we're out doing the work of God, the more people come. And that's encouraging. It's not about numbers. It's about souls. Do we love souls? Let me close with this. Christian, there's a couple of things here, right? Have you been baptized? Have you let the world know that you've trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior? We're going to have some baptism classes coming up again. If you've trusted Christ, it's time, right? It's a decision you make. I will not push you, bully you, or anything else. It's up to you. But if you're interested, the next sign-up, let's do it. It's wonderful. And let the world know that you're a Christian. Have you committed to a local church? Well, you know, I'm busy. I... Have you committed to a local church? Folks, the times are getting tough, and they're going to get tougher. You say, how do you know that? I watch the news. I was in politics for 33 years. I know what's going on, as do you. Doesn't take a brain scientist to realize we're under attack. Let's stand firm, folks. Let's keep this thing going. If you're here finally, if you died this very moment, please listen and we're done. Where are you going to go? Well, man, you got me. I, I just, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I died, I go to heaven. Okay, let's, let's settle it. Let's take care of it today. What do you say? What does the Bible say? And you've heard it nine different times this morning. And you're going to hear it for the tenth time. Number one, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. We've all sinned. Jesus Christ was virgin born. Did you know that? Isaiah 7, 14 says when Jesus Christ came, he did not have a physical father. Why did he have to be virgin born? Because sin comes through daddy. Wherefore is by one man's sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. How did sin enter when Adam and Eve sinned? Adam became the first guy. Every single person from Adam on, the sin nature was inherited. That's why Jesus was virgin born. He couldn't come here as a sinner. We're all sinners. You've inherited that horrible nature. Don't care how good you are, you're still a sinner. Just, we're sinners. And God says, if you got what you deserve because of your sin, Romans 6.23 says that the wages or what you've earned because of your sin is death, physical death, eternal separation from God in that horrible place called hell that we don't even like to talk about anymore. It's so politically incorrect, but it's so biblically correct. But here's the good news. Look behind me on that cross. Jesus Christ, God's Son, comes down from heaven. God himself comes down from heaven, takes on the form of a human being. He goes to that cross, shamefully treated, spikes through his hands, spikes through his feet, a spear thrust through his side, dead, because he said, I'm giving my life because I love you folks. 
I love you. I'm going to give my life to save you. And you say, well, that's wonderful. I knew that when I got here. I knew all those things when I walked in the door this morning. But here's what you didn't have. You didn't have Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. You thought because you've been hearing it all your life that you got to work your best. Do your best. Try, 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 and hope. Uh-uh. It's time we listen to what God's Word said. Folks, please listen, and we're done. Last thing. Number four. Have you ever trusted Jesus Christ by faith and received his free gift? What will you do with Jesus today? Father, thank you for your love for us. Thank you for these dear people that have come. Thank you for the, the visitors. Thank you for those that are our regular attenders here this morning. And Father, it's been a wonderful, wonderful, blessed morning. Thank you for those that shared their testimonies and were baptized and were received into the church this morning. Thank you for the young people that have been hiding the word of God in their hearts and received their awards this morning for a job well done. But Father, now it's time for some serious business. Folks are here this morning that know you and have trusted you and love you. Father, would you help each and every one of us, Lord, not to be shy about our faith, not to be shy about inviting folks to church. But Father, help us in this perilous times as we're going through difficult situations in our country right now. Lord, would you please, please help all of us to do what you've asked us to do and to be your ambassadors. There's only one hope for this world, Lord, and we know it's you. If you're here this morning and you say, Brother Rich, I... I heard about that salvation thing. I, I, I'm not sure I'm saved this morning, but I sure want to be. You've heard the gospel so many times this morning. You can't miss it. Do you know you're a sinner? You say yes. Do you know that you deserve the penalty for sin, which is eternal separation from God? You say, I understand that. Do you understand that Jesus Christ is indeed God's son, that he came down from heaven, he died on the cross, he gave his life for your sins? Did you understand that, and do you believe it? You say, I believe it with all my heart then let's seal the deal with God, so to speak. Would you receive that free gift right now? You say, how do I do that? Right there where you're seated. Right now, just tell him. I know, I'm, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. Let him know. He already knows it, but you need to tell him. I know I've sinned, and I'm sorry for my sin. And I understand that I don't deserve to go to heaven. I understand that. But I do understand that Jesus, God's son, came down from heaven, died on the cross for my sins, gave his life for me, and that he was raised three days later in victory. And I believe that with all my heart. And right now I'm asking Jesus to come into my life and to save me from my sins. Every head's bowed, every eye closed. Nobody's looking about. If you're here this morning, say, Brother Rich, yeah, that's me this morning. I'm trusting Jesus Christ as my Savior. I know I need Jesus this morning. Nobody else is looking. I just want to pray for you. I promise I will not embarrass you in any way. I will not call you out, but I just want to pray for you. I won't point you out. You say, Brother Rich, this morning, I know I need to get saved. I'm trusting Jesus this morning. Would you simply slip your hand up so I can see it? Nice and high. Anyone this morning, I'm trusting Jesus as my Savior. Father, we commit these folks to you. We thank you so much for this church. Father, I pray for each and every person. Lord, help us as your children to be out there doing your work. And then, Father, bless these dear folks as we go our separate ways now. Help us to walk with you. Help us to be strong. And, Lord, seal any decisions being made this morning in Jesus' precious name.